everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Always Open. We are so glad you are here with us today. I'm your host, Barbara Dunkelman, and today on the show, we have two wonderful people, as always. We got Alfredo Diaz. I'm back. Welcome back to the show, and also welcome back to our another guest, Armando Torres. I'm gone. <laughs> You'll never see me oh. again. Oh, they've been oh. gone, gone. Oh, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm drinking a twisted Cracking tea. Up the twisted tea. What is twisted tea? Uh, it's like um, alcoholic. Yes, okay. for alcoholics by alcoholics. <laughs> twisted <laughs> tea <laughs> is what you crack open when you want to like um get real lit on a Sunday and be a terrible stepfather, but not taste alcohol mm, so it's like mm. all the benefits of drinking day drinking without yeah. like it's the like the, the, it's like the bud light of long island iced teas okay yeah okay. and they're my favorite one because there was that viral video of that guy smacking another guy with a big a tall boy of twisted tea <laughs> i didn't see this one. Oh, it's awesome well i never condoned violence but it was fucking awesome but in that moment funny, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's was this guy there's this dude in a in a liquor store who was being racist to a guy and the guy was like, stop being racist. And he hit him with and a the guy twisted tea. Yeah, the guy holding the twisted tea and the, the dude who was being racist was like, what are you going to do? Smack me with it? And the guy smacked him with it. Do you think that's like unintentionally the best marketing twisted tea has ever gotten for Absolutely. 100%. 100%. It was when yeah. it went like, it's when it blew up and went into, uh, what would you call it? Like the zeitgeist, like yeah. the online yeah. uh, repertoire of jokes. it, memeing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's because it was like, normally you get memed like taco bell right we'll get memed of like you, yeah. you eat it and you get the diarrhea <laughs> uh, which is not true by the way well not every time well i feel like i have a pretty good taco uh, bell track record okay the range went from <laughs> not true to not every, not every time. time yeah well i feel like the bar is just so low for that kind of thing of just like people thinking when you eat taco bell you get diarrhea so if you don't you're like Exactly. Not so bad. So that's what I mean. We're like just every, a little tummy ache. So you're rolling the dice. Every company gets like their their meme spotlight, and I feel like for Twisted Tea to be used as a weapon against racism <laughs> is probably the hey, best hey, case. I want to go buy some Twisted Tea. After yeah, about I'm pretty that. sure they had a slogan that was like "It schmacks." <laughs> For a while, which is awesome. That's so good. Mm-hmm. I feel like Man. if I was a brand, I would be like, "This is amazing." The godsend right here. Yeah. Um, r- right before we get into the show, I also want to say that uh, a great way to support what we do here at Rooster Teeth and Always Open and all good no worries is to become a first member. So if you're watching this on YouTube, come on and watch it over on roosterteeth.com. You could watch it for free. That really helps us, but becoming a first member helps us even more. It really supports what we all do here, um, all the stuff we make here at the company. So it's very much appreciated, and we appreciate you. And I appreciate you guys. Oh. You're the first members of my heart. Oh. Be- oh. Oh, okay. Like, because we have first members. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I was going to say, I don't <laughs> think we should have been the first ones in your heart. I mean, you, yeah. I like, I'm friends with your boyfriend. Yeah. You guys are like, probably like top 20. Okay. Oh, yeah. all right. You know? uh, I mean, that's kind of wide. It's pretty it's wide. Pretty it, it's wide like going well, from you like your like, ten would be family, you got family, yeah. best and I'm friends. Thinking close best friends. friends eat up maybe like five of them. So I'm saying top twenty. I love oh. the way that you change your parameters because you'll go from like <laughs> you never shit yourself to like you shit yourself sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like you guys are at the top of my heart. Eh, top twenty. Top, top twenty. 20. Top 20. I, I would say the top twenty is like the sure. top. Yeah. I don't even think I have twenty people I like in my life. Really. Yeah. Am I at least one of the people? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Both of you. Yeah. 
I'd that's say 20. 20? Yeah, for sure. There's really? 20 people I like. I think I got yeah, online friends. Yeah. I don't like you know. any of them. Oh. Mm. I have people online that I'm like, I love retweeting this stuff that you said because it's really funny, but dang, do I never want to hang out with you in real life. <laughs> wow. next that's time just I the see... online friendship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And next time I see a retweet by you uh, of anyone, I will <laughs> yeah, automatically <laughs> know. let them know. I'm like, oh. and he doesn't like You know how on Twitter bios people, or X bios, I guess. Uh, oh God, please, please don't. No, no, I don't support no. it, and I think it's stupid, the whole thing. I'm gonna, I don't know if I'll Does ever it not schmeck? Talk. I have... <laughs> I have changed the logo on my phone uh, for Twitter. It says Twibber, and it's got a little bird drawing. It's the shittiest little bird drawing. And it's little. Yeah. Why is it throwing oh. it back? Its neck is all forward. Yeah. Twibber. He's, he's fucking twerking it. Well, today, um, I, this is going to date when we're recording this podcast, but they just got rid of TweetDeck as well. Which oh. was like my main that was very useful source of using Twitter mm. because you could see like all your different columns, especially like if you manage any social media account, yep. let alone your own. It really helps, and it, they just got rid of it. The dichotomy between the people who use Twitter as a professional like way to reach an audience or share your content is so strange to me because there's that, and then there's a way that. I and I would assume most people use Twitter, which is to uh, get real mad at society and retweet people you don't like and find uh, (laughs) pornography so niche (laughs) that you're like, I didn't think anyone would ever make Lola Bunny. No, it's more than that. Oh, oh, it's like a woman dressed up like Lola Bunny playing Madden with her feet, and you're like, Oh, wow, whoa. I didn't realize like, that's I, what I was into. I've got the oil. Someone's been reading my diary. Yeah. They're putting the only in OnlyFans. I am the only <laughs> one. Only one. <laughs> I have seen a lot of that. Whenever someone, it's like almost a sure thing when someone tweets at me, X's at me, um, something really <laughs> shitty. I go to their mm-hmm. profile and like nine times out of 10, they're retweeting porn or like responding oh, to one always. of those girls por- uh, porno posts always. being like, hey, baby, like, yes, I want to lick it or like whatever oh. they're asking in the tweet. And I'm just like, Damn, okay, I it all out there. I don't feel so bad about myself anymore. I if, wish uh, I had that level of confidence if, in myself um, to respond to, to respond box. to respond to if Dude. I had the level of confidence <laughs> to even like a tweet. <laughs> Right of, of, of right. big old titties. Yeah. I would be. That's exposed mm-hmm. everywhere. Did you guys see that a couple of days ago there was a Twitch streamer who also does OnlyFans? Mm. They were banned off of Twitch because they accidentally um, threw up their OnlyFans menu. Whoa! Like on stream. On stream. You mean yeah, accidentally it, in quotation on, marks? Right. That's a, that's literally okay. all the comments. Accidentally. Accidentally. Yeah. accidentally. But are you banned from even talking about OnlyFans on I Twitch? No, if you're banned, but okay. like when you have a full fledged like menu that's like thirty five dollars butt plug. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Is that just because <laughs> there's breaking a whole some terms of service. menu? There's like twenty <laughs> things on that thing. Is that just because it's like promoting an outside service or what? It, I mean, I am, it's like literally like sexual content right? yeah i know yeah, like yeah. twitch is very and with a price it? tag on it yeah i feel like well never mind i was gonna say i feel like i've never had issues with twitch but i also realized like i am a nobody streamer no i get like a somebody. i get like no i get like max a hundred something people in a stream and i have like 
I think less than two thousand followers or we'll whatever. We'll test it out. I mean, Throw up at OnlyFans. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. I was just gonna say <laughs> it, every stream I've ever done, I've like played a ton Man of copyrighted music. Yeah. yeah, I've done like I've said awful things. I've done terrible stuff. I've committed actual crimes on there. <laughs> one time, on the right? Yeah. <laughs> one time uh, when I was in LA for Thanksgiving, I did a long Twitch stream for other people who also weren't seeing their family, mm. which sounds really nice, but it was just like we called it scumbag day or something like okay uh and i ran out of a nicotine vape that i was using so i went i wanted to go to the store to buy one and so i called myself through google meet and then screen recorded (laughs) that and then used my phone as a traveling webcam and then just drove around los angeles desperately looking for a a vape store that was open on thanksgiving did not find one yeah. By on the Thanksgiving, way. even like a Seven Eleven or something like that, Mm-mm. those aren't open. Uh, it's also harder to get vapes in California oh. because they're really cracking. You can't even get menthol cigarettes there anymore. Really? Yeah. Which is, I'm I don't smoke anymore, and I haven't for a while. But um, proud of you. Thank, <laughs> thank you. So is it like if you're vaping in Cali, there are there's like illegal? Fine. Uh, no, it's more of the sale of it. Like, for example, uh, uh, any flavored vape is is illegal now. That better be weed you're smoking, young yeah. man. Yeah, <laughs> weed, yeah totally much, weed. Yeah. I just found out, don't, don't fucking use this as any sort of legal advice at all. I cannot be clear about it. All right, I'll mark this as a clip that we'll make. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, uh, in California, I was told that you can smoke marijuana the same way that you would smoke a cigarette. So hypothetically speaking if you are allowed to smoke a cigarette in that location you are allowed to smoke weed like a in smoking that. section yeah. in a restaurant which is great well i, I don't was know about to say like yeah, secondhand sure. high but then again like cigarettes you have secondhand like smoke which smoke. i are, would argue it'd be worse, worse right yeah. interesting I uh, never heard that rule before. But. I have never either because I've always been too afraid to do anything outside. <laughs> the one time I smoked outside was when I lived in, uh, well, that's not true. I smoke outside a lot. But the one time that I smoked in like public in daytime, yeah. like a normal place, I was smoking on a beach in San Diego and a cop rolled down his window and said, hey, is that weed? And I said, yeah. And he went, <laughs> you can't do that and then he drove away and i was like is he gonna come back do i have to leave what's yeah, is like he parking to come arrest me it's just like a disappointed father of like you can't do that you can't do that interesting and that was after it was legal mm-hmm. huh yeah I, I would imagine that's allowed now yeah if it's that rule well let's get to a, a fun little icebreaker question that uh i think is going to be up for a huge debate mm. amongst the audience this is a would you rather question would you rather only be able to listen to one song for the rest of your life or only be able to watch one movie for the rest of your life? Mm. And you can't say neither because that's my answer. <laughs> you can only watch one movie for the rest of your life or listen to one, one song. song. I would listen to one song. What song mm. would it be? That's the Something from question. Wham. From Wham? Really? A, Probably, wake yeah. Wake me up. Before, Before you, you go, that, go. That Rob, no, that's uh, wait. Let me find. That's not Wham. That's not Wham. No, who is that? That is Wham. That is Wham. Wham. Bam. Thank you. Thank you, Christian. Christian. Yeah. <laughs> Be something from Wham. No, not Careless Whisper. Maybe something more Ooh. joyful than Careless Whisper. But I mean, like I, I love movies. So there's no uh, out of touch. Probably. Mm. Uh, no, oh, wait. Uh, uh, I'll do Hall Notes. All out of touch. Good song. Good song. Good choice. 
Uh, it's like a I, nice middle of the road. Yeah. Like you could use it to be a little more upbeat. Mm-hmm. You could use it to kind of chill. I have a question. Yes. Because some of these things are conflicting. For example, okay. if you're oh, choosing oh, to only listen to it, one song, it's a musical. It means that every movie you'll ever watch, oh, the background will be "Wake Me mean, Up Before You Go." Like it's Oppenheimer, the bombs oh, are going. Oh. Up. Is that how that works? I, mean, yeah. I didn't even think about that. How like there's soundtracks. That is yeah. how that works, isn't it? It's. It, I'll give you this. It is. If you're watching a movie, it is movie film score orchestra version of that song. <laughs> What's worse than? Because I love I love movies. Yeah, I I'm on the same page as you. Is like I I feel like I'd be missing out on a lot more if I didn't watch yeah. movies. So wait, say if you chose movies and chose like I mean Barbie, Barbie would be a great movie yeah, to see sure. over and over again. But every time you went to the movie theater with anybody, group of friends, significant others, etc., family, it's always playing Barbie. Yeah. Every time, yeah, I like I like your idea that it's cursed. Where like you try to trick the system by buying a ticket to a different thing, yeah. and then it breaks like this, and plays. Yeah. Barbie. It, yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, that's exactly what it's gonna do. I would rather die, <laughs> I think, than choose any of these options. Which I know you said isn't an option. The thing is, like, music is such an important part of my life where I listen to it constantly, all the time, always. Mm. When I'm writing, when I'm driving, when I'm doing stuff, and I will listen to a song on repeat for about a week, and then I never want to hear that song again. So I know that if I chose that, I would the the sweet, happy sounds of Wham would make me lose my fucking oh, yeah. mind. It'd be, it'd be torture, I think, <laughs> yeah. at some point. I would be cr- curled into a corner, right. crying my eyes out, listening to what, Wham. Does TV day. shows count? I would say movie. Was, movie, yeah. okay. Movie? Which, then, I mean... Being able to watch TV shows kind of scratches that itch in a way. Kind of yeah. a cheat, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess you could technically listen to covers of Wham. You'd probably spend a lot of that's, money commissioning people to yeah. like how we keep using yeah. Wham yeah. as the default. <laughs> Absolutely. There is no other music. Yeah. We've settled this. Uh, I'm going with the song, wait, with the movie. So that I can, because if we can watch TV shows, then it's a, then it's a, yeah, and yeah. So you I'm able to do that. Yeah. Because I, I need music so much. Music is so, so, so important to everything that I do. And, uh, I think without it, I would hate myself. I once, uh, when I was in high school, I, I broke up with a girl because I asked her what her favorite music was. And she said, I don't know, whatever's on like 102.7. And no, I went, Kiss FM? Yeah. Oh! I went like, Kiss FM, like, like, <laughs> like just like rock music. And she goes, yeah, or whatever. And I was like, I can't love you. This is hey. That's how important music Let is Let people to me. have their interests. People can have their interests, <laughs> but music is such a huge interest yeah, for me if that if, but I mean, if, like, if we don't share that interest, yeah. it's not going to work out. Yeah. I mean, at least at the wedding, you have control over the music. No, we had to put on power when I was sick. What are those? Uh, do you guys remember those CDs? I, I had a ton of these when I was like now? in middle school. The Now CDs. Yes. Like Now 52, where it had like... Oh, now that's what I, I call, call music. music? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it would be just like a collection of hits oh, from the previous year. I yeah. loved those. I had like. Level 65 mixed with Christina Aguilera. Yep. On mix, some and Aqua some in there. Aqua, yeah. Banger. I would be, holy shit. I would be way more, man, if, if okay. If you can watch movies or if you can't watch that's movies, but question. you can watch TV. It's really hard. I would say, because that's kind of cheating, what if it was that you could only listen to one mixtape with five songs on it? 
So then you get a, a wider range you of stuff. You could do like a bit of a slower song yeah. or a upbeat song. You can go, now that's what Chills. I call music for the rest of my fucking <laughs> oh, life. Oh, God, that's rough. Yeah, I'd have to have something from the 80s, 90s. Sure. Early 2000s. I'd have to have probably I Will Find Him mm-hmm. from the Man of Steel soundtrack. Mm-hmm. That's the workout jam there. Of course, mm-hmm. you gotta have a workout jam. And then I don't know what my fourth would be. I'm going fucking five wham songs back to back <laughs> <laughs> so i hope that answers your question no, i would does, yeah I, the movie thing really hurts my heart because i love movies so much but tv is my favorite form of me of like you know Consumable storytelling media. Yeah. yeah yeah but music is so integral to who i am as a person that if i lost it i would lose myself Dissolve yeah, yeah. i feel person. like music does bring a lot of joy into life mm-hmm. into moments in your life so that'd be a hard one to give up but it's just like so much of like culture and like how we connect with each other it's movies and, yeah but yeah i think uh i think if i still have tv i might choose music over movies hmm. can nice. i watch a movie in 132 parts on tiktok <laughs> <laughs> with the worst captions you've ever seen does you know that what? count sure <laughs> but yeah. it has to it's only if it's like you have the black bars on top yeah. and bottom and it's just in the center of the tiktok so it's, it's not like horribly. you're missing scenes <laughs> all the time and you it's also filmed in the theater so you have like the audience reactions <laughs> too <laughs> i'll allow that one. that's the part i miss about bootleg movies <laughs> is when you would, yeah when it, when it would look terrible and uh an attendant would come by so you miss part of the movie because it goes under you a hear jacket the rustle of the coat yeah, yeah. Something Although, crazy happens. You hear a woman go, "Oh, damn!" <laughs> I it's, there's certain instances where I actually really love that. Like I've gone back to watch audience reactions. Oh, to, thousand like, percent. Infinity that's War. A, that's a whole different like, thing. Yeah, yeah. That no, kind of I've done so exactly fun. that. Oh, like you're talking in uh, Endgame credits. Oh my god! Every time, all that stuff. Yeah, I I go back. It's like some weird pleasure of like getting to relive the first time you saw those movies and like because I don't know about you guys, but seeing Endgame in theaters in person when it came out was probably one of my favorite memories like ever. Yeah. Just like the the excitement, the interactions. Everyone was on board. The one thing I do watch, and this is kind of sick of me, but the um I think it was like the last Twilight, uh, mm-hmm. the audience reaction when uh they had this, you know, they're about to have this big fight mm-hmm. and then everything pops off and the dad's head gets ripped off and all that kind of stuff. Because Carlisle. Call Carl, Say his fucking name. Carlisle. And remember his almost death. Continue. <laughs> right. And then you just see the reactions because everyone was just because I didn't I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know, but like in that moment, whatnot. Like that stuff is like not in the book. It was like a thought oh. or a dream. So when it happened in the movie, women were freaking out. Oh yeah. People were, ah! You can watch the trailer reactions. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I gotta like, go look that up tonight. It's great. I just rewatched the series of Twilight movies, like all of them. Uh, and when that happened, me and my partner watched it, and we both went in sync. Oh shit! <laughs> it got like <laughs> such a visceral. I forgot that it even fucking happened. Yep. I've uh, never seen any of the Twilight movies or read any of the books. They are now. I know to look out for some decapitation. It's a great audience reaction moment. <laughs> the Twilight movies are such an odd thing because they are so poorly made but worked on by some of the most talented people Mm. like 
the people like you got first of all as a background character fucking Anna Kendrick or that's her name right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. she's in it and she was like I forgot I was in that fucking movie she's <laughs> fucking awesome and doesn't even remember doing the goddamn yeah. how wild is that to just like I forgot I was in this movie I this mean, big movie franchise that is pretty crazy especially as big as Twilight as big mm-hmm. as fucking Twilight you got Kristen Stewart you got Robert Pattinson who is yeah, you do. Robert Pattinson is one of my favorite actors acting today really? yeah he's incredible if you haven't seen like good times and i even kills it i really liked batman his batman he was i liked his batman yeah Yeah. but just anything he's ever in is something that i fucking love and also i adore him as like a Mm. a creator i think he's got it figured out what a testament Um, to like poor writing he came out of that (laughs) and he was like uh, in a ton of movies and it was like boom i can act yeah (laughs) oh yeah he's that's the thing is that like uh he he had this con- or he had this interview where he was telling uh, people about like, yeah, I didn't, I can't do a British accent. Like, <laughs> yeah, hello, I, uh, hello, governor. I, <laughs> he was like, I, I was telling them I didn't. I, I, I read the book, I read the source material, and this character is complex and charming and and kind mm-hmm. of kind of sweet. And and when we do it in here, it, it feels like you want me to be a fucking creep, and I don't like that. Yeah. And so I'm making the choice that the character is going to be. A little more well-rounded three-dimensional and then they were like no we just want you to brood yeah and he was like well like- i'm an actor and you booked me for this role i'm the lead in this movie what are you gonna do get rid of me and then his agent called and they were like they're gonna fucking get rid of you yeah, oh, and yeah. he really? was like i will yeah. hey guys hey. Hey. and he was like <laughs> yeah i'm really <laughs> he did a great job with it I also forget I so much, and this is not going to mean anything to you, but the first scene that Bella and Edward meet, you know, the titular, well, I guess not titular at all, the titular Twilight. Yeah. Um, Isn't it like... They meet in the classroom, the classroom. and in oh, the story yeah. is he smells her and she's so alluring that uh, he can hardly resist himself from going to her and like eating her or fucking her, or some primal bullshit. Tomato, tomato. Again, yeah. very Same. creepy. Yeah. Uh, but in the movie, the way that they show it is Edward looks at her and then goes, <laughs> like he's about right. to like vomit. Yeah, like she's the stinkiest <laughs> yeah. person on the planet. There are so many choices in this movie with such an amazing cast and crew that you're like, Fuck wow. man, you, what, a, I, what a choice! I love seeing everyone cast those checks, baby. <laughs> it's awesome. You guys are making me want to watch this. They're program. really good. I'm gonna have to have a Twilight it's, movie night. But I also like solid. It's like it's like terrible but good. Good, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love those types. Of Again, movies. respect everyone who made it. Bad movies. I think we've all been there. <laughs> yes. Not with a movie, but with something where you're like, wow, that was so much fun, but <laughs> was that a weird thing to put out? Hey, well, I, I was in Bloodfest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Great movie. <laughs> and I've seen Hellfest. So. <laughs> I, I, I had a great time with Bloodfest. Bloodfest no, 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 is no, one no, of my no, favorite sure. experiences. <laughs> So much fun, but it's a B and, movie. It's a B. I mean, it is. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Twilight is a perfect it, movie to watch with other people, and it. I feel like, I think you will still enjoy it, especially if you watch it with other people, um, and you're not afraid to like talk during the movie. Don't be afraid. You're not gonna miss fucking anything. Uh, but also, like, I had a special connection reading those books. Yeah, you know, as they came out, like that was my Game of Thrones. Okay. Twilight was my what? like the epitome of what <laughs> fiction enough. could become. No judgment. At the time, any... first, that was like the first books that I read all the way through. Any sticky pages? Uh, no. Okay. Because they belonged to my aunt. <laughs> oh. So they were soft. So they were wet. already <laughs> sticky. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Well, speaking of the creative entertainment industry, we have a question here that was submitted to us by our wonderful audience. And if you guys have questions for us for the show, as always, you could email those to alwaysopen at roosterteeth.com. All right. This one reads, I'm a creative working in the Canadian entertainment industry for a few years now. When I was starting out, I worked on a great project that convinced me I was doing what I wanted. It was amazing in so many ways. I was learning a ton and it was creatively fulfilling. Since then, though, I worry that this was lightning in a bottle. My current project is tedious and unrewarding, and my peers are either in a similar boat, overworked, or unemployed. Testimony from so many people makes me worry that bad experiences in some form are the rule more than the exception in my field. Jobs are sparse these days, and every day I miss what I used to have. I've been trying to find satisfaction outside of work, but worried that if I don't constantly work on my portfolio and if I'm not the strongest artist, when a good opportunity comes along, it'll go to someone else and I'll have to settle or worse, be unemployed. Your recent episode talked about focusing on the journey more than the destination, but I found recently that working to improve my portfolio for a better project is the only thing keeping me going these days, since I'm not satisfied with where I am and what I'm professionally making. I've noticed how emotionally exhausted this makes me and how much I've changed has started to scare me. I think we've all been here. <laughs> Relatable. As a three people who work in a creative yeah. entertainment field, it's a, and, a constant battle. I mean, in the spirit of being, you know, always open, I want to say some stuff that is uh, not not necessarily bad and I'm not doing it for uh, a joke or a punchline and being very serious. Sure. But the nature of the, the industry that we work in specifically is that for a really long time, uh, a lot of us have been forced to make stuff that is basically like to pay the bills. Sure. And that is a hallmark of the entertainment industry. It's not a thing that Rooster Teeth is alone in. Um, it's just what you got to do. Like you got to do this so that you can do this fun thing that you're like super stoked about. Or do something that has worked in the past mm -hmm. that people <clears throat> deem as something that will always be successful that you've maybe lost interest in or yeah. don't have the passion for anymore. Minecraft. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you love Minecraft, you idiot. Oh, Turn, put, put fucking Among Us on your phone right now. We're streaming right now. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's uh, that feeling of it's it's such a strange split where you um, what do they call it? The cognitive dissonance, dissonance of yeah. like, I love creating and I love being a creative and I love being on camera and I love being funny. And then you are telling me, here's a little fucking box that you are allowed to play in. And uh, when I go, well, I don't want to do that. You go, well. Here's a breathing hole. Yeah. <laughs> you need to fucking do it because otherwise you're not going to have a place to live, idiot. Mm. And so um, it sucks to make things because you feel like you have to, whether that's like building a portfolio so that you can finally go do the thing that will be fulfilling, which is such a shitty situation to be in to go, well, I got to do this so that I'll get to that. Right. Or being stuck in this thing where you're making something because other people w want you to, but you have no interest in making it yourself, which is heartbreaking. While also working with the uh, competitiveness of this mm -hmm. type of industry. Very much so. And feeling like if you're not the best of the best, you'll get overlooked. Yeah. I have so um shitty situation. <laughs> yeah. I have recently tried to shift myself into enjoying the journey of creation and um 
luckily, and I know not everyone has the ability to do this, I work on uh, the Rooster Teeth podcast, RTP. Shout out to the Rooster Teeth podcast. Find it on uh, roosterteeth.com. Oh, home. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, segments on YouTube and uh, clips on social and all that. But um, we have such a hard schedule where on Wednesday – uh, we have a writer's room mm-hmm. um, where we plan out what we want to talk about. Uh, what's mostly mostly it's writing the sketch idea that we're going to do, um, and then building out the games and 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 figuring out who's going to be on it and doing all this stuff. And then Thursday is like writing the script for the cold open, uh, which is essentially an RT short that we film every week within two hours. Oof. It's a lot of stuff that you guys yeah. Yeah. pump out every single week. Yeah. Very Friday. creatively intensive. It's a lot. And it's yeah. also, the, I guess, to, to skip forward, there's so many jobs that we have to do that the nice thing about it is that by the time the episode is done and going out, <laughs> which is the end of Tuesday, mm-hmm. and we're giving notes Wednesday morning, Wednesday is the next day to plan the next episode. So there is, at no point can I... At no point can you ever get hung up on one thing, so it forces you to keep moving sure. forward. But the other thing too is, is like you can't worry about the last episode. You can't fix it; it's gone. You can only just focus. And we don't even get the feedback from that episode before we start working on the next it's episode. <laughs> yeah. So if if you try something that comes out and didn't necessarily hit or work, it's you've already started the process of working on the next episode or film the next episode. So it's like you have to almost have be a two week delay on feedback. Sure. But we have sort of taken this new, uh, I would say radical, uh, idea of saying, fuck you. (laughs) And it's not (laughs) in a gentle way, in a gentle way, in a gentle, uh, 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 drawn out funny way. Uh, well, it's, t- I mean, it's tough. And like this question talks about, you know, the difficulties of working something that working on something that you're not necessarily passionate about or enjoying. Yeah. Um, versus like the first project that he mentioned that he worked on that was very creatively fulfilling mm-hmm. and something that like really sparked his interest in mm-hmm. this career in the first place. And I think sometimes probably with a lot of different careers, the thing that makes you fall in love with that thing, it's hard to live up to those expectations. Sure. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a. Uh, Really I, shitty feeling. I, I think it's just so difficult, but uh, and it really depends on every individual and mm-hmm. their journey. But you only have a finite amount of time, like on this planet, and so Absolutely. see what you can do to shift things around. Right? Like maybe you, if you have spare time, you can start working on um, a different hobby that you really enjoy, and see if that picks up. Um, or if anything, you know possibly do half of what you're currently doing now and start something else new you know it depends like if if you feel like oh i don't need too much in terms of Mm -hmm. like resources like i'm i'm fine having like a smaller place i don't need a super nice or modern car then that will help alleviate some of the pressures of work right and not trying to like sustain a certain level of lifestyle or, or whatnot um so like stuff like that can help a lot yeah I think so too. So it's um, just trying to see where, like, what can give in order to alleviate some of the pressure. Because right now, there's a lot of pressure, right? Like, all, like in all directions. And I, I think an issue here too with the situation of this question is, you know, you had this one job that you were on at the start that really sparked your creative, you know, mindset and felt very fulfilling creatively. And then now the second project—I don't know if it's the second one or just another one that you're working on—is just not as rewarding. 
and you're feeling down on yourself about choosing this career path, perhaps. But I think that especially in a creative industry, and you guys could probably speak to this too, it's such an ebb and flow. Of yep. Like sometimes you'll yeah. be working on something that you love and are so passionate about. Maybe it doesn't pay as well. Maybe it's not as long of a project. And then you might be put on something that like you really have no interest in, but it's just kind of the gig economy in that sense. I think I fall in love with projects a lot really fast because uh, one of the nice things here um, is that they let us sort of make things our own uh, Mm -hmm. when we get them. And I think uh, being pretty vocal about that will also help you out a lot and like bringing a lot of ideas, basically trying to find ways to give this project, whatever it is, more avenues for people to have input so everyone feels like they have ownership over it is super important um i understand that you can't always do that if you're (laughs) not you know at a leadership position um but yeah i I fall out of love with projects all the time when i'm just like i'm kind of done doing this and i i don't necessarily want to do it anymore and I used to uh, think like, well, I have to keep doing this because when is, how often, when am I going to come up with another successful idea? Uh, I I, I should write it as long as possible. Yeah. Why would I ever fucking stop doing it? And then it's, I don't know. The thing for me is like, I I value nothing over my own um, creative uh, passion that I'm feeling at the time. So, like, uh, nothing is more important to me right now than working on uh, Rooster Teeth Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a show that I really like. It's a show that I'm excited to make. It's the thing that I do. Eventually, I will probably stop feeling that way. Uh, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. But then, I guess, in your mind, what happens after that? Like, do you try to shift it completely into something new? Do you try to revamp it into something that you feel creatively fulfilled with? Yeah. Because uh, that's so that's sort of what I mean about finding joy in the process is putting yourself in a position where you're working on something that making it makes you really happy. Mm. Currently, right now, in its format that we are making, if no one watched it and no one paid us to do it, I think most people involved with the show would continue to work on it. And that's a huge testament yeah. to you. Yeah. Because you guys are proud of it. It's we're you're really, passionate about. We're really stoked about it. And you were talking about earlier of like, um, what would you call it? Uh, uh, like living to um, lowering expectations so that you can spend more money and resources or need less money and resources mm-hmm. to survive. And mm-hmm. I, was, I was really laughing because uh, <laughs> I don't know that this will make it into the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but I had an argument with... Uh, mm-hmm an executive once um, where somebody essentially told me that I should sometimes be happy with cashing a check for a job that I'm doing. And I kind of flipped out and told them like, Hey man, I don't know if you know this about me. uh, But when I was like 20 years old, I quit uh, everything and lived in a Honda Accord to go travel across the country. Yeah. Yeah, I love that car. (laughs) Not when you're as big as me, but yeah. 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 Uh, I should live in a school bus <laughs> or a metro bus. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I told them, like, I, I did that and I quit to go do the thing that made me happy. So I don't know if you think that I would ever choose money over my own happiness. I don't think you know who you right. hired and uh, didn't go over great. But I've never not sort of felt that way. And I also realized that's an extremely privileged position to be in where, like, oh, yeah. 
Definitely. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I'm not saying it from money. Like, I don't have money to fall back on. If I lose my fucking job, I'm fucked, but I'll also be happy because I don't care. I'll, I've always found when I was homeless and living in a car, I was so happy making stand up uh, work and traveling across the country and, um, earning just enough money to buy fucking food and water and pay for a fucking planet fitness membership so i can shower shower. uh and shit (laughs) uh and yeah like i was happy then when i started working here and i started making pretty okay money and getting resources where like we have a a a cameraman cameron pester who who films our our shorts for us and and uh I mean, even the other people that work on this show, fucking Justin, who does cam op for us on the on the podcast, Fisher, who I think might be doing switching right now. T- t- yeah, technical director right now. Um, the, I mean, we have these resources, Mike in the booth, like fucking so many people that make the process easier, and I'm I think the same level of happy. Yeah. Um. So I think finding the joy in the thing that you're making is the most important thing for me, and the only thing that's ever mattered for me. Well, I think that's the the main point of this question that I I think I want to get to with us is like, it's not for us to determine uh what you should do in this situation. I think it's like presenting our our perspective and our sure. feedback. And in from my perspective of this, it's like, do you want to be financially stable, work in a in a field where you aren't aren't going from gig to gig where you could kind of just like have that security and all that stuff and then maybe work on passion projects on the side when those things arise maybe that's more of a a path that's more suited for you because right now it seems like the like non-stability of it the the worry of like oh is my next gig gonna be something I enjoy or not enjoy is it gonna be fulfilling to me I don't know and and you know, you talk about being exhausted and how you've changed and it's scaring you. Like, maybe that isn't for you. And maybe it is just like having something more secure where you could do this on the side if it arises rather than yeah. live in this and be worried the whole time. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's a huge difference in people where like, I don't, I'm, again, uh, I'll make this very quick. Sorry. Oh, to, I think I've never cared about uh, stability and I've never really cared about like um, any of that stuff. And, and so like, to Which me, I think is like on the other side of the spectrum. Yeah. You know? yeah. All I've ever cared about is being happy and uh, making stuff that I'm proud of. Like, and also my work is my fucking life. If <laughs> I think one of the reasons I have so many, what did I say? 15 people that yeah, uh, yeah. I like, and most of them are 20, my, 20, 20. 20 people that I like and most of them are my coworkers because all I ever do is work. Like that is just what I do. Um, I talked about, oh man, I stayed up until about five in the morning last to this morning, uh, five or six, I think is when I finally went to bed and I was working on um, a script for the upcoming season of Camp Camp. Mm. Was not doing that because I was forced to, was doing that because I was off the clock you're and, excited about it and i hit a vape pen a little bit and i was like you were in a rhythm <laughs> yeah i yeah, got in the rhythm and i was like you just let it flow fuck man yeah. if i earlier today yeah earlier today i was like i i wrote it took me three hours to write half a page and then last night i was fucking flying yeah. through obviously i was assuming like i'm gonna wake up and this is gonna be fucking garbage i think that's hard one of like the hardest parts of a creative position creative career is creativity isn't always just like 
oh, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. I, yeah. I be creative for my working hours, then yep. I'm good. Like sometimes creativity comes to you at two in the morning. That's the worst part of it. Or on the weekend. Yeah, it, it comes all the time. It's so weird to me to be asked to be creative right. in in within like write something now <laughs> yeah. yeah that's the thing that's so fucking weird to me because it's just time. like hey i got mm -hmm. an, i got an appointment at 3 p.m where uh i gotta be funny yeah and I, like tonight i told you i have a show that i forgot about which means at 9 p.m tonight <laughs> i gotta go show up and be fucking funny <laughs> well at least you have like material yeah, you've written sure yeah yeah but, yeah time to get into the headspace i mean like yeah. uh fredo you have long-standing twitch streams that you do every single week yeah, yeah um, which week, means right? that every yeah multiple times a week you have guaranteed that you are going to turn a fucking camera on and let people into your home virtually uh, like a little slice yeah. of your life yeah. and be entertaining and and yeah you're saying i'm gonna come come fucking watch me <laughs> so, yeah come give me fucking money yeah because i'm so entertaining so so like i like originally i worked as a host producer at ign mm -hmm. and that was that you know, I enjoyed that, and I fell out of love with that, and so I chased the passion of streaming by myself, and I enjoyed that. I did that, and then that got tedious, right? Because yeah. while I was at IGN, I streamed for fun, and then I was like, "I'll do this. This is fun." And then I started streaming, and it made it a job. And then over a handful of years, I was like, "I like it being a side thing again." And then yeah. so, luckily, I found Rooster Teeth, or they found me and Achievement Hunter, and whatnot, and then. It, streaming went back to being another fun thing again right but i mean life just keeps changing and flowing and growing and man i've been streaming for over 10 years i've been doing rooster teeth nine to five into streaming four hours it's a lot, uh, a lot at, of content and so like 60 hour weeks at minimum because sometimes i'll do like i don't know play like six hours i'm very very fortunate but it was just by happenstance during RTX, I took like a couple weeks off streaming, yeah. which I've never taken more than like a week off in like a decade. Because I know that could affect your, your yeah, viewership you, and everything. Viewership's plummet, all yeah. that kind of stuff. So I like I took a week off, which is the most I've ever taken off of Twitch in a decade. And I, I took a week off, then RTX happened, then I did like another half week. Mm. And, and this was like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And now the headspace that I'm at is just like during that time, I enjoyed coming home and not having to perform, mm -hmm. spending time with our two pups and Jackie. And streaming when you feel and, like and, it. And streaming when I feel like it. Mm -hmm. And so like now I'm just toying with the fact of like, do I just finally call that? Am I, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, it, like I'm at that point where I'm like, do I finally sunset this and go... I've done it. It I I've I've gotten what I wanted out of it. Sure. I've had fun. I made friends. Uh can I give you suggestions? I've made, made money off it. Yeah. Um it's gonna take it's a five week plan. Mm -hmm. Okay, five weeks. <laughs> five week plan. Okay. Over hour the, one of, <laughs> yeah. of day one. Of hour one, one of day one. Assume, okay, for the next four weeks, as we start streaming, start eating more snack food, junk food. Um just just eating random Very shit. Very the story. This is right. Yeah, eat, eat like, it'd be like, hey guys, I DoorDash McDonald's for the second time during stream and just start eating that, right? Um, slowly start not shaving. I guess just stop shaving. I don't know why I slowly came into it. Uh -huh. But then uh, start gluing little patches of hair okay. right here. Yeah. Uh, not right here, though. Um, basically, <laughs> at the end of it, week five, 
I come in and I go, what's up, guys? It's Alfredo. <laughs> I'm here to stream. Uh, I was so curious as to where this was headed. Uh, you know, you know what it is. Among Us. Uh, uh, siege. Yeah. Okay, Whoa. Okay. Am I seeing double? Oh my goodness. I hope not, dude. Percentage cut. Percentage yeah. cut. Hey guys, sorry I got a little big. And then, and then I'll, and then you know what I'll do is it'll be a ninety-six week plan where I get to your size, <laughs> and then you can, and then after off season, off yeah, season. Yeah. That's more than a year. It's almost Nin- two. yeah, ninety-six years. Oh, is almost that's two. a good break yeah. for me. That's, that's a, a good. good that's a little like a year and a half. Yeah. And you'll then you be come you'll back. be way done with streaming before yeah. then. But I mean, I think it's a good point to make of like sometimes passion projects mm-hmm. are they only work for you if it's for fun in your free time. And yeah. if it becomes a career or something that you feel like you have to be doing or something that you put pressure on yourself to be the best at or to advance further, it becomes less exciting to you and becomes yeah. less of a passion for you. There's of course plenty of people in this world who make their passion their career and they love it and they feel yep. fulfilled by it. But sometimes that takes the joy out of it yeah. for them. I mean, I'm still in the creator space. So sure. I'm still able to sure. chase that passion. But even then, like my role in the creator space is um producing and be on camera mm-hmm. but i've known since i was 24 and i started doing on camera work i was like i this is this is cool not gonna do it forever yeah how old are you now 34 fuck me really yeah baby oh my god me too he oh, fuck you both <laughs> you guys look so good i'm 27 thank you yeah you look i look great like too. shit now don't you do this to me don't you fucking always open me barbara well fucking punch in on me single i'm tired of all the fucking positivity that you're setting out some people are just fucking ugly okay and i'm fine with it i'm not one of them no, no i'm not one of them are. hey love I yourself say that you are I fucking hate Love No, yourself. I'm kidding. It's fine. Right. Um, well, thank you guys for participating and answering that question <laughs> and for the discussion. I hope, you know, to help? the person who wrote in, I hope that that provided some clarity. Um, obviously, it's a very, I think, personal yeah. um, experience that we could only, again, give our perspective and history and experiences to help. But yeah, we feel say, some of that, too. Yeah. yeah. I will say as a quick thing, and it seems to be a running thread between everybody, mm-hmm. is that early on in your career, you do have to sort of swallow it. <laughs> that, not what I meant. Depending on the career. Yeah. Um, sort of early in your career, you do have to sort of swallow your pride and, and, and do these jobs that kind of suck and, and sometimes called eat your vegetables yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and i hate that but i do the more i think about it and the more i realize that like i got a lot of the opportunities i got because i kept doing things that i was like kind of done doing at the time um but to your point i have rebranded refreshed and done other things where like i do a podcast called mm-hmm. cult podcast mm-hmm. Promise I'm not just yeah, plugging do. it. Don't, yeah, in do. fact, yeah, don't do. listen to it. I don't fucking want you <laughs> to listen to it. Unsubscribe if you are subscribed. Yeah, if you fuck, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Um, and stop watching this too. No, <laughs> why are completion rates so bad on this episode? <laughs> At this point in yeah. particular in the episode. No, I, I did that show for a really long time. And then I did it for so long that I was like, I don't want to fucking do this show anymore. Yeah. And so then I expanded my purview of what cults are and started covering groups like gangs and uh, Mm. white supremacist groups. And then I was like, whoa, 
Now it's <laughs> oh, invested. Now I'm talking fucking... gang fight. Well, yeah. mm, also, yeah, like but... the the more you stick it out and maybe work on these things that you don't necessarily feel as fulfilled by, it could lead to mm-hmm. opportunities yeah. for you to actually work on things you are passionate about, yeah. just based off your experience. Never be afraid to change and follow your passion. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times where I went from like I wanted to be a comedian, I wanted to be a sketch writer, I wanted to be uh, a musician, mm-hmm. I wanted to be a director and now I'm finding passion in like editing and producing and it's like yeah. who the fuck Things is change. five years old and goes, I wanna be a producer. No one. I mean, nowadays people go, I want to be a YouTuber. YouTuber. Yeah, YouTube but that's talker. not a producer. I want to be the guy that make stuff. the YouTuber do a good thing. Yeah. I want to, I want to, somebody's going to have to clip this out yeah. and I want them to show themselves editing, being, like crying as yeah. I'm being like, you fucker. Oh, I want to be the person that edit and make a funny TikTok clip of Armando say the thing. Idiot. <laughs> Such that's a ray of targeted. positivity. No. Um, you know it's a fraud. Of course. Hey, sorry to interrupt. I know you're busy listening to the great folks on Always Open, but I just wanted to see if like maybe afterwards, I mean, only if you have time, of course, but like if maybe you could just watch the latest episode of Please Be Nice to Me Later, um, you know, or like any episode, you know, whatever, whatever really like works for you. Um, yeah. Okay. Sorry for interrupting again. <laughs> I'll let you, uh, I'll let you get back to the podcast. Okay. Um, bye. Well, we have one more thing to wrap up the mm-hmm. show with, which is... A voicemail. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I'm going to pull it up right now. We have a phone number that you could call and leave a voicemail for us on the show that we will play and listen to and talk about as if you wrote an email. So if you have something that you want to kind of talk through, um, you could do that. And I will get you the phone number right now that Armando is going to type out. I got it. On his phone. No, 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 no. Oh, I you got it. it. It's, uh, don't uh, you do it. Uh, and you can hit us. That's not it. Uh, Mike Jones on the low. <laughs> okay. Because Mike Jones is about to blow. <laughs> tells me this number isn't the right number. The f- Back then, they didn't want him. <laughs> is this Mike Jones' number? But now he's hot. Mike Jones. Hose all on him. All right. The phone number, you could call and leave us a voicemail um, that we will look through to f- uh, answer on the show is 512-649-0183. Give us a call. Leave us a message, and we will talk about it on the show. So, right now... We will play you a voicemail from one of our wonderful listeners. Hello there. I'm calling in to ask with a question about some sort of life advice. Do you guys happen to have any good methods that you guys use whenever you're feeling anxious or feeling worried about things? I find that I I often seem to over-worry about things a lot, and I was just wondering if you guys had any methods of helping with that. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you for your question. I think for me, it's just knowing that this, like, especially sometimes when I get, you know, real bad anxiety or worry, like, real heavily, just knowing that, like, this isn't the first and last time Mm -hmm. that I'm going to worry about stuff. (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) Like, forever and ever. It's terrible right now in this moment, and then it's going to settle, and then it'll be normal, and then I'll be super happy and excited, and then it'll be something else that I'm just super worried about. Um, But, like, finding ways, because I'm a strong believer, like, that's just negative energy. Yeah. And so finding ways to take the energy and purposefully, like, direct it elsewhere. Yep. Um, For me, it's being active. It's like working out. That for me really doesn't it suck that that helps, right? <laughs> it's right. like stupid workout. I'm just for my like, stupid and brain. afterwards, I'm just like, 
okay like i put my aggression and and anger and emotions even a walk yeah a even walk like a, helps even like a 15 minute walk honestly clears the mind more than you think it does um yeah we could all really let's go on a walk but yeah, it's a little really. too hot for a walk right now i ain't walking i ain't walking in anyway. this heat um something i will say though that has helped me and i hope it helps you and anyone listening and it's gonna sound cliche as a lot of these things tend to do but time heals everything uh, and if you have been through tough moments in your life, whether it's trauma, anxiety, um, something really bad happened, you're having a really bad day, obviously there are things that linger and that always will kind of be in the back of your mind, especially when dealing with traumas. Um, but you've managed to get through all of those moments and are here today. And there's no reason why you can't get through the moment that you're dealing with when you're thinking about something, when you're anxious about something, you will get through it. And I think having the comfort of knowing, like, eventually you will not be thinking about this. Eventually you will be past this moment mm-hmm. um, often helps me deal with those situations. I've been laughing this whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's not in a mean way, but because when as soon as I heard the question, the first thing I thought was like, how do I handle being stressed? And it was just like in my brain, smash cut to me being like, ah! just <laughs> screaming into my own mind yeah. void. Um, this is not necessarily helpful, but it is a thing that I have done in the past, which is, <laughs> hear me out. It's called bullying yourself into submission. Uh, Hot. And, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 Nice. Uh, subscribe to my OnlyFans where I give therapy. <laughs> or you bully people into yeah. submission. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's up? Uh, Monica, my name's Armando, and um, you need to be more open with yourself. <laughs> oh, dude. Fucking Hot. bitch. Um, I do this thing sometimes where when I get really worried about something, I start to freak out, and then I go, okay, well, fucking Why? Mm-hmm. And then I go, what do you mean, why? And I go, why? 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 What do you, f- why? What's the worst thing that's going to happen from this? Like, you're freaking out because what? You're afraid this person's not going to like the thing that you did or like you as a person, or you're afraid that, what, what, what are you afraid of? And sure. why, why follow that line of logic? And I guess you could do this in a much more supportive way, but I feel like <laughs> being, this is what works for you. Being yeah. a little bit condescending and shitty to myself in my own brain is it, it's what in a helpful manner yeah because i'm in my brain i'm thinking like okay well this will happen oh yeah like that's so right, bad yeah. yeah you're fucking worrying over nothing and then the more that i do that and think think things through to their logical conclusion of like yeah why the fuck am i worried about that i don't care well i think the the mind is a very interesting thing and i think it has a tendency to think worst case scenario as a form of protection and sure. that is often a thing that happens and why people get anxious and why that tends to be such a prevalent emotion um, and, you know, thing that a lot, so many people deal with all the time is because mm-hmm. we often think worst case scenario. We think, oh, if I do this and that's going to happen and this person's going to think this and then it's, it, you kind of just roll into these like scenarios that aren't necessarily true or real mm-hmm. um, instead of tricking your mind elsewhere of saying like, no, I mean. Maybe what if everything works out fine? Yeah. Yeah. And I think a big part of it too is um, once you kind of go on that spiral, you start putting a lot of emotion mm-hmm. and stock into hypotheticals. Absolutely. So you have to make sure to pull yourself out of that, right? You're going to go, this situation is bad. It'd be worse if it did this, this, and even worse if it did this, this. And all of a sudden, like those possibilities are like, 
you're putting so much into making it a reality when it's yep. you know, step one hasn't even happened yet, but mm-hmm. you're like step two and three are going to happen. It's, it's all so going to be over. Yep. And so I, I think trying to cut that off right there and just worry because you're going to worry and that's just a part Human of life. Nature. Yeah. But I just try it, and condense it to the thing that is actually in, in your, reality, the reality yeah, right yeah, now. Real, yeah. <laughs> I think I hardly ever uh, do the thing where I think of like worst case scenarios as things that could never happen. Like, and I know, again, I know that's a very nice thing that my brain does for me <laughs> that uh, doesn't do that. I have friends that deal with, you know, certain things that, where they're like, if I don't do this thing, uh, my mom will die. And it's like, well, I, there's no amount of logic I can say to you that's going to snap you out of that. Obviously, there are yeah. also, you know, that's what I'm exceptions saying. to the rule. Sure. Yeah. And, and scenario. that's all I mean is that, like, I, I am very lucky that when I do this hypothetical, like, what's the worst thing that can happen? I'm very, my brain is very practical in the way that, uh, it problem solves and mm-hmm. so like i've never been like well what's the worst thing that could happen the world can blow up that's not true the worst thing that can happen is this person is slightly annoyed with you and then you get the thing that you want if you're like you know that's a certain situation that i was just in yeah. where i was like i have to ask this person for something and i feel like i'm being annoying and uh every time i bother them i feel like i am bothering them and sure. saying that it's bothering them and like i don't want to hit them up and then it's like okay well if you don't hit them up you're not going to get the thing you need. Yeah. So hit them up. And then worst case scenario, maybe they're slightly annoyed with you. And then they forget. And then they move yeah. on. Yeah. Or they're yeah. dealing with their own anxiety yeah. over a different situation that they're dealing with. And you with. will be a blip on their map. Yeah, um, which is usually the case. <laughs> so I, I, I do that a lot. Another thing that I do that is, again, maybe not the most helpful, but I have been doing stand-up comedy since I was 17. So my brain is broken in the way that it handles thinking about stuff. Mm-hmm. I no longer feel embarrassed or anxious about a lot of social things or very things that I feel like a lot of people would worry about Mm -hmm. Uh, or I do worry about them, but that goes away because in my head it's like, but that would be so funny. <laughs> like the amount of times I've like almost shit myself and it's like, yeah, in the moment I'm like, oh, I don't feel good and this is going to suck. Yeah. But then I'm like, yeah, that would be like if I was on stage at RTX and I shit my pants. Oh my God, that would be so funny. I think people would love you for it. I think it would be, I think, yeah, I think I would endear myself to everybody forever. Or you make these stupid mistakes or surprise. I think about these things where like, yeah, what, that would happen and then i think like that would be so fucking funny and then i keep thinking of like ways to make it funnier uh and then at a certain point i'm just having fun riffing with myself and then i'm no longer afraid yeah and really Um, that's just a short list of people that like i mean think about it right in high school the number of people you want to impress or didn't want to say the wrong thing around or you put so much value into their opinion so much value where and most of the people now, right? Yeah, like, or where, uh, like, most, most of them are veterans. So yeah, all right. Well, what do you want? What, what are you trying to say? I'm just saying. I don't know what people want to talk. The people. Yeah, care about yourself and how <laughs> and how you know you could positively affect the world and not necessarily like what you know someone might be thinking about you. And again, it's easier said than done. These obviously yeah. like anxiety is such a prevalent um, thing that a lot of us deal with every day. Um, but I think the thing that helps me the most and I hope helps you, um, caller is being as present as possible in the moment and saying like, I'm not experiencing this right now, 
this is not happening to me right now. And if I think like what might happen, it could drive you insane in terms of like trying to think of all the possibilities of mm. an outcome of something rather than being like, I am sitting here right now. I'm safe. I'm comfortable. But, you know, and that, just yeah, focusing yeah. on that as much as possible. Yeah. Um, pff, or worry about it. I don't know. <laughs> sometimes you're right. Or if you prefer. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you're thinking about it and you're like, I'm really afraid this is going to happen. And you're right. Right. Uh, but. Yeah, I, I completely agree. There'll be some things you're like, look, I got to worry about this. This is sure. really important. And if, but uh, yeah. way too many people go and apply that level of worry and importance to every single oh, yeah. thing. And it's I'm like, also, I should be clear, I'm making a joke. It's never as, everything is, but I'm, yeah, that's fun. In, every, yeah, no, you did a good job into some real stuff. <laughs> every time you have an emotion about something in your head, it is actually. 10 times worse or more exaggerated than it is how you feel. And that goes for everything, emotions, good or bad. 100%. Where, uh, how many times have you been worried about something and then somebody asks you what you're worried about? And this is why therapy is so helpful. Somebody asks you to explain to them what you are worried about. To actually vocalize it. Yeah, and yeah. you vocalize it. Which is, again, the thing that I do. Where you say it out loud and then you go... That's silly. You see how stupid that sounds? Not them telling you that, but yeah. you in your own brain. You're like, yeah. I never realized until I said it out loud. That sounds ridiculous. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, the things you think in your head are 10 times worse. And also, I know this isn't helpful to anyone because I know it's the most commonly said thing ever. And it's, but it's so true that it hurts. No one cares. Everyone in is in a good way. In a, in a good way. Right. Everyone is so focused on themselves and their anxieties and what they're dealing with mm -hmm. that you are relatively usually a blip on the map of the concerns that they have or also no one's going to no one is ever going to care as much about a thing you did wrong as you yeah. do. Yep. Yeah. For the most part. Yes. For the most part. Yep. For the most part. And I will also finish up with one piece of advice too that a friend of mine gave me, which I think is so helpful. Just kind of to touch back on like, well, there are, are some things you do have to be kind of prepared for and like mm -hmm. you do have to worry about to an extent. Um, he told me to live in the yellow. So like a caution. So like you are aware of things you are prepared for things but you're not living your life in fear you're not living your life you know constantly thinking about these things letting it control you but you do things to make yourself feel better you know for example installing an alarm system in your home you know like it's something that you obviously don't want to happen and you don't want to start thinking like oh someone's gonna you know break in and steal all my stuff like there's things to do to prepare so you feel more comfortable but not saying like oh i'm gonna go like live in the middle of nowhere because i'm so afraid of this thing happening yeah katana <laughs> just get a katana yep yeah. i don't know if you uh you know what? ignore all of our advice before yeah just get, get, a, a, katana. Katana. get a katana oh who's gonna be fucking mad at the guy with an ancient bushido sword i don't think any of that's correct but um <laughs> i i don't know okay i i understand what you're saying and i yeah. think it's really helpful it, it has helped me. So I, I, I didn't realize it until you said it, but I do that a lot with myself. I fly by the seat of my pants a lot um, because they're terrible pants and I shit myself a lot. But I am constantly improvising, doing things, riffing, and changing my game plan to be more flexible. Uh, and the thing that I do is I have a game plan. And once I know what my end result needs to be, I can do that super easily. Mm -hmm. The living in that yellow of like, make yourself as comfortable as you can, but also realize mm -hmm. that like, nothing is guaranteed and you, you're gonna have to pivot yep. slightly, st s slowly, whatever. But 
you will. And I didn't realize that, yeah, I do that all the time. Cross that bridge when you get there, though, sometimes. Yeah. You know? Yep. And burn it. Well, thank you both so much for being on the show today. Mm-hmm. Alfredo, Armando, wonderful time talking with you guys. Thanks yeah. for having us. Absolutely. Thanks, thank you for being such hey, a... Hey, thanks for being here. No. Well, I was going to say thank you hey. for being an actual uh, good person sharing <laughs> helpful and healthy advice and being That's open and honest. What do you mean you I did? did it a little bit. I like to, I like to make my little jokey it's jokes, good, but you're like a, a good balance. You're a genuine uh, person, you and when I shut sh- the fuck up. Shut well, I think you're up. both wonderful, and I think everyone watching the show and listening to the show is wonderful mm. too. So thank you for being here and for watching this episode of Always Open. Uh, tune in next time for another episode. Make sure you subscribe to the All Good No Worries channel. Check us out on podcast platforms and. Please sign up for first membership on the Rooster Teeth site. It really does help us make this show as well as everything else we make here at Rooster Teeth. Um, and helps us just live our dreams. And, yes, it and does. Be creative. So, so please. So please, please. support. Um, it really does please. make a huge difference. And thank you for being here. Check us out on social media as well. All good, no worries. And we'll see you guys next time.